Hello, friends. Welcome back to Reimagine with Renata. I am Renata Del Carmen, and I am excited, as always, um, to have you guys here. But uh, another surprise this week, I didn't mention this last week. Last week, we spoke about healing and that healthy relationships begin with healing and that healing is a never-ending process. So if you haven't caught that episode with Nelia Escobar, I suggest you do that right after this. It uh, was a wonderful experience to speak with her again, but to also open up about my personal experience and perspective with our current dating culture and dating apps. Yes, dating apps. So check that episode out. But this week, as you all know, if you follow me on social media at Reimagine with Renata or Rain with Renata, you know that I often moonlight on another podcast. That podcast is hosted by the wonderful V. George Smith. It is called Hello Beautiful People Podcast. And today I have the lovely opportunity of having some of those podcast members on Reimagine with Renata today. So everyone, please get ready for fun enjoyment and real conversation around love and relationship with, first up, V. George Smith. Welcome, George. Hello, beautiful people. How are we doing? We're amazing. How are you? I am great, man. I'm so glad to be here in your space on your podcast. I'm glad um, to have you here. It, it it's going to be an enjoyable experience, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to not have to vote for anything. So for me, we we might have to vote. I don't we know. We still vote? <laughs> no, this conversation could go anyway. It could end up <laughs> being a battle of the sexes. I don't know. I don't want to put anything out there, but. I don't know, Chuck. What do you think? Ladies and gentlemen, we have Chuck Aikens in the building. Hey, y'all. Hey, how you doing? We're wonderful. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm ecstatic to be here. Thank you for coming. We also have Miss Tylisa Cosby. Excuse me. Mrs. Tylisa Cosby is in the building. Welcome, Tylisa. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Renata. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for making time. I know you're a busy woman. I, you know, married women with children, they have a lot, a lot on their task list. So I'm just grateful that you made the time for us single people. Well, I'm, I'm me, my single self. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clear that up because there are some other people on here who are not single. Um, uh, Rich Atticus Martin, welcome to the building. How are you? I am good. What's going on? Thank you for coming. Thank you for making time. Your perspective is welcomed here. Oh, is it? Yay. It is. Am I speaking too soon? Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I nah, nah. I think, oh, okay. <laughs> I think you should feel it out. I ain't gonna. Let me just your show. All right, let me. Let me stand George, down. George. Nah, nope, I'm muting myself, Rich, right now. Watch. Okay. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Schaefer is in the building. Hey, Renata. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Um, I'm great. I'm glad to be here. I'm happy you are here. I mm -hmm. thought I was a Prince fan, but mm -hmm. apparently 
Patrick is the Prince fan. Um, oh. We won't get you going to say no. That's not the truth. No, I was going to no, I was going to say, well, you know, we all we all have our role to play, you know, and um, I'm a Prince fan and you are, too. And I appreciate that. about Yes, you. I appreciate yeah. you for keeping his legacy alive. Somebody's got you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Can't leave you. it to the white devil. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was wondering who it would be. Leave it to the doctor. Thank oh, you. Hey. Hey. He ain't lying. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> There would Ladies. be no revisionist history here. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Johnson is here with us. Greg, welcome to Reimagine with Renata. <laughs> Patrick, that was great. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> Thank you. hey everybody. Hello. And thank you. Well, you don't know if they're going to ask you back. You might as well just go ahead and, you know, <laughs> could be the last time. <laughs> might as well. oh my god i can't i love you all so much how is your thanksgiving we are coming up off of one of the biggest holidays of the year are your belly stuffed are you still feasting on thanksgiving dinner what is it looking like right now god was glorified i'm telling you who cooked george uh reese cooked my daughter cooked Ooh. Um also um well normally we go to my cousin's house and um the whole family gets together for dinner, but um um my wife had a little accident in the house, little, little eight stitches on her foot. So oh yeah, they just so we had to chill out this this year. So my daughter cooked and she she did well. She did well. She did well. We um some oxtail and Ooh. turkey and mm. you know it was it was that's, god god was glorified i'm telling you listen that's amazing if, because oxtail prices are high if anyone listen, had oxtail on their table on thanksgiving and there was enough to go around the lord was definitely glorified they put two on my plate i said look at god yeah that's big that's big they respect <laughs> you george <laughs> Oxtail has oxtail has surpassed the big piece of chicken. Sure has. <laughs> sure has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oxtail prices are wild crazy. Right you now. they they price oxtail like gas is in it, bro. Like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Dang. Do you guys have, and this is for anyone, not specifically to George, do you guys married and or single have thanksgiving traditions that you've created as an adult that weren't necessarily in place as a child um not eating at 10 o'clock at night (laughs) (laughs) Uh what time did you eat chuck the next day (laughs) oh my god stop lying no i'm serious i'm serious i was so busy baking and cooking all day that by the time it was time to eat, I was tired. I just laid down. I I didn't have the energy to do anything. I didn't eat till like two, three o'clock the next morning. I woke up and I was like, oh yeah, there's food. Let's 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 do this. 
Oh my god! So, what did you cook, or what was your favorite thing to cook? Well, because I bake, I had um, I had to get some oatmeal cream pies out. But as yes, far as God. Thanksgiving food is concerned, oh. <laughs> I had to do some butter pe. I had to do a couple, a couple about four butter pecan sweet potato casseroles. Oh my! Turkey wings. Oh, um, greens with turkey. turkey. Like I had to brush oh, my yes. teeth after that. Sheesh! Oh, oh my yes. God! Oh yes! No, we we throws down over here. And I, if you if you check the group chat, my my oven is clean, my stove is clean, so y'all mm. can eat from my house. I don't have to. <laughs> We don't have to worry about mm. little Fido or or little Meow Meow jumping on the counter and eating from the spoon. We don't mm. do that. Mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> little Meow Meow. <laughs> we love that for us. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, President Reed has entered the building. Mr. Reed, how are you today? There is therefore now no condemnation. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> For those who are in Christ, beloveds, what a great You know what? You in the spirit because in this moment, we're going to transition. We were talking about Thanksgiving, but now we're going to transition to dating, dating as Christians and what that really means. Huh. Is mm. that a thing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is there a such thing as biblical dating Pastor Patrick y'all scared to do this <laughs> no, no. let's go, I, let's go. I, I'm trying to figure it out and a hush that, came over the crowd right like I think you put too much pressure on yourself if you call if it's Christian dating I think you should just date normally because I don't really believe that. I, of course, I believe you shouldn't be unequally yoked, but y'all shouldn't be dating, trading Sunday school notes, nothing like that. Y'all need to get to know each other, mm-hmm. like on a real level. Right. I think I think Christian dating needs to be specifically defined because some people some people think it think of it as simply courting, you know, not having sex uh, during that tenure of dating. Other people think you just shouldn't kiss at all. You know, you should hold, only hold hands or go on chaperone dates. So I think it it's really contingent upon what you define as Christian dating and then you expound from there. For me, Christian dating is we are both Christians. I personally would not be with somebody of a different faith than mine because yeah. as George said, the unequally yoked, it just doesn't work. It doesn't right. work for me. I feel that. I think a lot of people, as you said, have varying understandings of what it means to date, period, much less dating as a Christian. And is there context in the Bible for us as it pertains to dating as a Christian? Where are we getting our cues from around that? Well, Deaconess Carter once told us that um, <laughs> Deaconess the Carter, girls, the, the church girls, she told mm-hmm. us, the, yeah. Mm. Um, come on, well, come on, Reese. Read the script. Read it. Uh, Come uh, on, I don't want to make it plain. I don't want to make it plain, George. I'm, Come trying, on, to, I'm trying to calm I am down. already I'm sick to, of his trying. answer. Come on, I'm, I'm trying. Already I'm sick trying. of his answer. Oh, let him go. Let him go. Teach, teach, read. 
Teach, read, teach, teach, teach. No, that wasn't my answer. I'm, I'm leading up to it, but I need, oh, I, need, I, need, I, need to, I need my organs to calm down. I was I gonna say it's hyped. just giving. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. He's tuned all the way up. Okay. Oh man. Um, there isn't any cues that I know of of dating in the Bible. I do know of like the songs of Solomon, but that ain't for dating folk. That's wow. for you know what I'm saying. That's I got for the married folk who still date you know each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. That ain't that ain't for the dating folk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with Corey. There, there's yeah, it's it's Western. So yeah. that concept isn't Eastern at all. So um, what we know is shaped by, you know, what we know here. Right. Develop here. So are we taking cues from our parents, our friends? Heck uh, no. <laughs> As you get older, no. That's <laughs> a whole other episode. It sure it is. Nothing. Um, it did not it to be funny. Not to be funny, but some of the people who were telling us kind of roundabout, you know, what it is, it was like, y'all weren't pretty. It's like, yeah. ain't nobody barking up your tree to say anything to you. So what you telling us? So mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to be like me. I was chased. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, well, nobody chasing you, though. Like, well, all right, Mother Mother Drummonds. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, oddly enough, that's very interesting. Um, I find that this is a popular opinion about not wanting to have what we grew up seeing or watching, depending on the type of household, whether it was single parent or unhappily married parents or, like, whatever circumstance just doesn't fit the way we live now but I find that there's a divide amongst our generation I'm speaking about older millennials millennials that want some of the traditional aspects of dating and courtship and marriage but not all of it and it's hard for people to get on the same page about what is ideal um in dating, for those of you that are married, how did you and your mate determine, wow. you and your spouse, significant other, determine what your relationship would look like for you before and after marriage? What was that conversation like? Was it a conversation? Was it therapy? Um, did it just happen? Well, I think for me and my husband, um, we were we were friends prior to. Well, we knew each other, but we as we were dating, we were friends and we were in um, two different states. Um, I appreciate that because um, I got to know him on a deeper level on another level. Um, So as we went into a relationship. I felt like he was already my friend. And it's like, now that we got into a relationship, now it's like the romantic part of it comes in. Um, we talked about like faith and stuff like that. Before we did, before we got married, we did 
through couples therapy. So that was very important for me, just so not just so that we were on the same page when it comes to faith, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to finances, when it comes to sex, like when it comes to all those things that I don't think people really realize that are that are important in a marriage. It's not just playing house, <laughs> like you actually have to like the person. Um so we we communicated a lot about those things for me. Tyrese, when you say you guys went to couples therapy, was this initiated by you? Did you feel like you had to drag him to therapy? Was he open and willing and ready to go? What was that experience like? So yes, I initiated it. I was already in therapy myself, so I was all for it. He, on the other end, was like, nah, I'm good. Like, they're going to be on your side. They always side with the woman. And it wasn't even like that. Like, we had a <laughs> a man and a woman um, therapist. So it was like a tag team duo. Um, so they, so we got like both sides, you know, from the, from the, the, the men's side and also from the woman's side. At first he wasn't with it, but it was the best thing for us. That sounds amazing. That sounds like you all were set up for success. Which... I don't think a lot of people realize how critical uh, having an unbiased <laughs> support system is in the beginning of your marriage or leading up to your marriage. Yeah, I think it was very important because I, honestly, I don't think we would have had those hard conversations if we didn't, because honestly, like we were just so like in love, you know how you are in love, like you just all over each other. He moved back to Connecticut. So I just, you know, was all in his face all the time. I was happy that he was here. So I feel like therapy made us have them conversations. And it was hard. It's, it was, it's not easy having those conversations, especially when you guys have different point of views in certain subjects. So it did build us up for success, but it wasn't easy. Married gentlemen in the room, what is your perspective on therapy or couples therapy? For um, <clears throat> I think for like just speaking for myself, I'm not gonna blanket statement this, but sometimes when you what's normal to you, you realize when you're in a different space, it might not be so normal. Or like the type of things that you do that you normally done don't kind of fit in certain spaces or whatever. So when I finally went to counseling and therapy, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't realize I did over the course of time that was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, not saying I don't know, but I know it wouldn't work, not just in my marriage, but anywhere else. So um, once I went, it, it helped me kind of like unpack a lot of things and real and kind of revert back to some things that I did like when I was younger. And I was like, oh, this has been a thing. So um, I feel better about it. I feel more open to talk like when my wife notices stuff and I'm just like, huh, I, it, isn't, it isn't always like, nah, you tripping. It's like, oh, wait, hold up. Because you might, she might actually see something that I'm not even aware of because it's normal to me. So. Um, I, I would definitely do it because if you don't, you know, you kind of run that risk of something coming out in the marriage where it's just like, it's, it's been unresolved 
And so on top of other things, now you got to deal with that, you know, if you're willing to. So I'm for it. I appreciate that response. And since we're here, since we're talking about therapy and healing in the last episode, one thing I discussed with our therapist, our resident therapist, isn't that cute? We got a resident therapist, um, Nelia Escobar, was that in the dating world, single people feel free to chime in. In the dating world, uh, if you're getting cues from social media at this moment, there's this popular ideal that people need to come healed come to the relationship healed you don't even want to start talking to them if there is no clarity around how they are dealing with unresolved traumas and past relationship hurts um is that a perspective among us do you think that's realistic what does healing a healed person even look like or embody or exemplify that makes you say yes you know what that sounds like to me? Okay, Patrick. Thank you, Victor. I appreciate that. I just didn't want to sit here being quiet all evening. So mm. thank you for mm. thank you for allowing me to say something here. Thank you, Victor. So Renata. <laughs> yes. Here's what 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 I I think, and this is for me. Um, I couldn't get serious, really serious about somebody, if they didn't have their own therapist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and, and there's a couple of reasons. Number one is, I your mental health is your responsibility. Your emotional health is your responsibility. If you are not tending to it, right? If you don't see that as something as important as going to get a checkup to check on your physical health, if you don't understand your own emotional and psychic reality needs tending to, then I don't particularly think you're going to care enough about my emotional and mental health, right? I think people who who have that for themselves are empathic of other people's feelings. And it's not that you have to be healed of everything, right? It's about you doing enough of your work that your your path and your experiences does not become an added weight to what we're trying to build. Because we gonna need some therapy because we together, because it's gonna bring out some stuff that neither (laughs) one of us anticipated and we gonna have to work through some stuff that we didn't even know was there. I at least owe it to the relationship to make sure that I have done enough work to give us a fighting chance so that I am not in the way of us being able to create an emotional space where we both get what we want. That is my responsibility. It is not somebody else's responsibility to heal me. Although I I will say that our relationships are healing for us. Um, They can be. But it is not the relationship's responsibility or your partner's responsibility to heal you. That is your responsibility. And so for me, eventually going to come around to, I know something wrong with you. What are you doing about it? And if you don't take that seriously, um, I just don't see how you could take a, a relationship with somebody else seriously if you don't take the relationship with yourself seriously. That is an, an amazing perspective. Before I 
jump into the next question, George. I know you had something you wanted to say before the doctor took the floor. I am not a doctor, <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> you have a, a therapist on, <laughs> on the show. I am not it. <laughs> yes, Amelia is amazing. If you guys get the opportunity, please check out the last episode, Healthy Relationships Begins with Healing. George? Yeah, I mean, I get Patrick kind of hit the nail on the head with what he was saying. I'm a, um, I'm a bit, I'm a big advocate of whatever works for people works for them, and I don't put, you know, I wouldn't ever compare my situation to somebody, even though, even if asked for advice, I will give, but I'm of the. <laughs> I'm of the person that we didn't have marital, we didn't have um, um, marital counseling before we got married. We didn't. Um, I just had the Holy Ghost. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) And it's worked, clearly. George, how, how long have you been married? It'll be 19 years next Ooh, year. Look at Somebody got to have the Holy Ghost for 19 years. Between. <laughs> Somebody got it. Look at God. <laughs> Won't he do it? <laughs> it'll, it'll be 19 years next year. I guess I kind of wanted to speak more to the... Because there's a lot... I think that's one of my pet peeves when I see my single friends now when they say, like, I have to be 100% healed and correct before I, no you don't that's it reminds me a lot of when people remember when i don't know if people still do this with like i gotta get myself completely right before i go to church or yeah. like like no you but that's where you go fix yourself up like so i don't know i guess there's one point that i disagree with patrick part of the relationship stuff is to help heal one another that's one of the reasons of being there like it's supposed to be like a a make me better situation as well so i i mean if if, to make it simple like if if she gets a cut i'm gonna go get the band-aid and i'm gonna go put it on like go clean up the wound and then whatever but hey yes it's her responsibility and she of course she could go do it on her own but if i see it i feel like it's my job to help her and do something it's her job to be like I it's her it's her stuff, it's her mood or or I can't find the right way, word, but it's her mood to say, nah, I got it. I don't need you right here. I got it. So so that, that Can would I just be the um, right, point right I quick. disagree. Right quick. I, I hear what you're saying, George, but in connecting what, what you and Patrick are saying, I think. Um, my understanding of what Pat is saying, he can speak for himself, is that the burden of me healing you shouldn't fall solely on me. Yeah, I can help help bandage you up, but the weight of me trying to heal you shouldn't that shouldn't fall squarely on my shoulders because now we're covered. Can we also address the fact that you know? especially in relationship and dating, even in marriage, the other, both parties have to be willing to acknowledge that they have things that they need to heal from. I'll use, I'll use my own um, 
marriage for an example um my ex-husband you could you you can tell that he was just dealing with things repressed issues from his childhood resentments toward people that he was close to that he would not address and would not acknowledge and it's like we can tell based on your interaction based on your conversation we can see the walls that you put up not only with them but with um how you interact with your spouse and his response was no nah, i don't have that issue no nah, i'm good so we have to acknowledge um the fact that uh healing needs to take that there is an issue number one heal, number two healing needs to take place and number three to put the ego aside because ego not only for men but for women as well plays a a major part in that like it doesn't make you any less of a man it doesn't make you any less of a grown woman or any it doesn't belittle you in any way to acknowledge that you are having issues that you experience trauma and that you need help and you need to mm. heal from you need to acknowledge it and then heal from said trauma. That's so true. And um, I feel I like think, healing okay. should be a continuous progress process. So Absolutely. even if you do, even if y'all do come in both healed and hold, something's going to happen. Something's right. gonna happen. Something's gonna happen where you're gonna have to go back, go back to square one and get healed again. So it's just gonna, it's just gonna keep on going. So don't ever feel like I gotta be right here before I go there because there's always gonna be something that's gonna take you back. But you can be the best you can be. You can bring right. your best self to the relationship. Absolutely. I think that's our responsibility. And most people don't see it that way. They just bring their broke self to the relationship looking for it to kill them. <laughs> Or you know mm -hmm. somebody to be a crutch for them, and it's like no, no, I don't, I don't particularly agree with that paradigm. You should want to bring your best self to the relationship. Um, I agree with. Go ahead. No, go I'm ahead, Tyrese. No, I agree yeah. with what George and um, Chuck was saying because mm -hmm. even though we did premarital counseling, there were yeah. still things that we to this day we still work on. Yes. So it's like. Even though we did the the, the premarital sessions prior, when we got in our marriage, there was triggers that I wasn't even aware of mm -hmm. until, you know, we started to live with each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like, now we got to do counseling for that. Like we got to do. Um, like, imagine. The, the stuff that we don't, we don't really realize or that it's kind of like i'm sorry that's the baby but it's kind of cry out daughter <laughs> the, the things God. that 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 lay dormant and i think me and patrick talked about this on his podcast is that you know when we are married the mirror is right in front of us so mm -hmm. my husband was my mirror and that was not comfortable for me so when he was pointing out like my wrongs and my shortcomings and i mean not you know teasing here but just saying like you know these are things that you should work on and we had to go back to counseling because of those things during the marriage so I agree with what they're saying you just you don't know when someone may be triggered you don't know when your childhood trauma gonna come up you just never know while you're in that marriage so like I you mean, said you're gonna be doing the healing game going back and forth like imagine you think you're doing it right going to premarital counseling and then <laughs> years into your marriage 
your spouse reveals or you you realize that they didn't really care about you know what was said in premarital counseling it was just a mm. situation of well i don't want to miss out wow that then I'll, I'll like i said i'll use i'm, I'm always going to speak from my own personal experience and this is not saying that my ex-husband is a bad person or anything like that i just think i think he he more so liked the idea and the concept of being a husband and a father, mm. but wasn't ready for the re- responsibility that came along with that. Because there were we covered every topic you could possibly cover in premarital counseling, multiple sessions, homework to do. Um, I mean, questions that I know for a fact that I did not want to answer, but I knew that if I was going to spend the rest of my life with this particular person, I had to be okay and find it within myself to be comfortable with being vulnerable with him and answering those questions only for everything that was heard and shared. Well, I heard it. I didn't agree with it. I just went along because I didn't want to miss out. Mm. Yowza. But that's where that that's where that ego comes in because it's like, well, I don't have no problems, but you do. Like I was literally told you could go to therapy. I don't need it. Nigga. I'm sorry. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's okay. <laughs> you not you not threatening me with a good time. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in God and therapy. <laughs> you not right. gonna make it seem like I'm the only one who got therapy almost became like a gaslighting tool. <laughs> and it it's so I mean you know you got that's crazy. No, but, but that's real life. And, I, and both of us being Christians, both both of us come from parents who are pastors and ministers. So it's not like we don't know what's happening in the church. We don't know how the Bible uh, depicts what marriage should look like, how uh, the husband should love his wife like Christ loved, loves the church, how a wife should submit unto her husband. We got all of that. But when you have somebody who says it, but don't do it, it becomes it becomes very else. difficult. It becomes mm. very difficult. Uh, Chuck, yeah, brought up a word that I mm. think is very important to love and relationship, and it's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, is vulnerability popular amongst men? I know the answer, but I'll ask. Is vulnerability- Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> What's the answer first? So we will we'll deal with that. Is, is vulnerability popular amongst men? Hmm. Can I answer? Because I'm not allowed to say no. But I mean, I'm, not, I'm not answering for y'all, oh. uh, for y'all specifically. I'm just saying, is vulnerability popular among men? As a woman, I would think no, just because in the society that we live in, not only in America, but with having this conversation with black men, vulnerability is seen as a weakness. Your guys are always encouraged, even little boys, don't cry, man up, you know, sure. don't show your emotion. So <clears throat> vulnerability, no, that's not going to be popular among you. Now, are you still, do you still deal with vulnerabilities and emotions? And do you still feel the same way? Absolutely. But it's never encouraged for you guys to express those things. You always got to hold it in. And you guys are, I don't mean this disrespectfully when I say this. You guys are just as fragile as anybody else because you're human. Your emotions don't change. You experience sadness. You experience hurt. You experience pain and all of that. You're just not given the opportunity or presented the opportunity to, to, to display those things without being 
portrayed as weak or less than or not masculine. Charlene, you never heard a song cry, huh? Mm. (laughs) 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 but and and song cry i've heard so many men of from varying backgrounds and socioeconomic statuses who go that's their go-to song for vulnerability right but what is it what does it look like or what are the signs that allows a woman to recognize when her significant other is being vulnerable with her? What Can I does say that something? Look like? Sure. Can I add something to this? Um, so like there are ways in which we sexualize Samson and Delilah, right? And we think that their you know relationship was based off sex. But if you read it, like all he is doing is laying his head in her lap all the time and she's talking to him and you know she creates this space for him that she looks at him and can tell oh he told me all his secrets hey she used it to kill him but other than that the point is um (laughs) that i think and and i think my brothers can speak to it it's about a safe environment where I don't feel threatened. It's not that we can't do it. It's not that sometimes we don't want to do it. It's just like, this seems like a a very unstable environment that I can't let my guard in. And and there's a lot of things that create that. And some of that's us, that's on us. Cause we create, we're just as responsible for creating an emotional safe space as our partners are. But on the other side of that, I think there's a responsibility that our partners have to create that for us. Like you would want us to create that for you. That's a fact. I'll tell you right now, if I don't feel safe, I'm just giving you a bunch of throwaway answers. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious because. But really quick around that, right? You'll give a bunch of throwaway answers. So you don't feel safe enough to be vulnerable. And in turn, you are not, I'm not, Honest may not be the correct word here, but you're not being honest about how you feel or maybe even your intentions. Why do you if stay? I, if I know you don't care, why would I tell you? Why do you stay? Who said I stay? Oh, I'm just asking. <laughs> I know, I'm answering. Clear it up for me. Clear it oh, up. Oh, no, because it, it, there's times when I'm like, okay, maybe in time it may get to a point where it can get to that, but if initially, maybe that's my own ignorance on top of that, but like initially, if you already like giving me that impression that how I feel or what I may have to say doesn't matter, I'm just saying stuff to move the conversation along at that point. And that's one of the things I had to go to therapy for. It's like, I'm just saying stuff to move it along because that's my self-defense mechanism at the end of the day. like keep talking to me but yeah i'm not really gonna put myself at a at a disadvantage because number one i don't want to hear what i said to you come back to me later or used against me like patrick was saying because i'm like I've, I've had that happen before and the feeling is not good from my perspective so i try my best to look at things where it's just like okay let me not look at everything that way but it it's kind of hard to <laughs> it's like okay are you good 
can I, can I say this here? Can I, can I show you this? You know, because, you know, like you said, we all need a spot to kind of just feel okay. But if you ain't going, if, if, if that's not what it's going to be, it's just small talk and we can move right along basically. I love that. I also want to shift gears a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I love this conversation. I want to preview what the uh, next episode of Reimagine with Renata will be about. Um, it's about reimagining love. So I want to ask you guys, what is love? You want the Bible answer or how do you <laughs> <laughs> I, I want I want whatever answer you want to give me. I can I ask can I ask for Greg to answer this question, please? <laughs> I would I would love to hear Greg's take on this. No disrespect, <laughs> Chuck, but I really want to hear no, Greg, I, no, Greg Johnson's take. Let, Greg, Mr. Johnson. Run the question. Let's go. We about to cook, y'all. Let's go. We about to cook. Let's go. On the next episode of Reimagine with Renata, we will be reimagining love. So I ask you for your perspective. What is love? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) From my perspective, um, hmm. And in, 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 I guess one of what I was I was summing up in in uh, selflessness. In short, that's all I got. What did you say? Selflessness. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah. I thought I thought he would have more. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> Not the climax we were looking for. (laughs) Anyone else? What is love? Uh, uh, I heard somebody, so go ahead, whoever that was. No, that was just me saying, um, but please go ahead. You can. I'm learning that it is very much service and (laughs) it is. I guess you in this in this sense, what what my unique situation I shouldn't say unique, it's not unique, but my situation, it is very um is a lot of sacrifice because most of you know my wife had to deal with um two kidney transplants and she's one hundred percent blind. So the things that I probably would normally want to do or get into. You know, that takes a back seat when you have to properly make sure her medication is right because you don't want to get her sick or making sure that she gets to certain things and, you know, helping her navigate through stuff. And um, also trying to be, trying to make the situation as normal as possible without it having to feel like, you know, this 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 thing in the room where it's just like, it's always this or it's always that. And it's like, no, we have fun. Or we try to make things as fun as possible so she, she can have somewhat of a normal life without it feeling like, okay, people are looking at her like, oh, and it's not that. So um, <clears throat> the energy that takes on a daily basis is 
it's a sacrifice. And then not only that, on her end, she's still trying to be a wife to me. So um, she still tries to cook. I mean, she can't cook. She still tries to cook. She still tries to clean, do laundry, the whole nine, you know, even without her vision and even with trying to maintain her health as best as she can. So definitely, definitely some sacrifices being made, but it's also for a greater life that we're trying to have in spite of. So I'll say that. How are you doing? Um, I have my moments because it's, um, it's hard not to, especially when we're in the thick of it, it's hard not to have that thought of, is she going to make it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I tried my best not to have that thought, but when it came, I had to talk about it because it was like, it, it's, it's a real possibility as much as anything else is. And so when that um, time hit where it was like, okay, we're in the hospital more than we home, you know, it, it, it sat with me for a minute. And so, you know, I, it was just one of those things like I didn't want to wake up and, you know, find out or I'm away and I find out something happened. So it's, it's, it's a thing that sits, you know, in the back of my mind. So I, I'm, I'm a lot better now, but initially that first year, nah, it was rough. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. I imagine that there are uh, experiences that we take for granted. Those of us not in a similar scenario take for granted that you both value immensely. Is that correct? Say that again. That there are experiences that you all value more than many of us um, because of the sacrifice that it takes to experience life as a quote unquote, quote unquote, normal. Oh, for sure. Like, <laughs> like we, we, because of all of that, we really, really try to be intentional about it. Like we are, we're trying to plan trips now where we couldn't at first you know, because, you know, COVID and things like that, because she, her immune system is so compromised. So it was like being around a lot of people at that time was like, okay, it's a little, it's a little nerve wracking, but now that things seem to have tapered out, you know, we got the okay from the doctors to travel. We're trying to really create some, some experiences for ourselves so that, you know, we could just sit back, remember, laugh at it and stuff like that. So, yeah. That is exciting. Anyone else? What is love? Um, I think love is effort. And I think um, Atticus really um, covered that as far as the sacrifices and, and things that he's had to make and the action he's had to put forth both mentally and physically in his marriage. Um, love is effort good, bad, and different, you want someone who's going to put forth that effort to still love you when you're unlovable, still like you when you're unlikable, you know, not detached from you emotionally or physically when things aren't at its greatest because it's not always going to be peaches and sunshine. But um, definitely still knowing that no matter what, you both are going to work toward 
you know, a resolve and making sure that y'all are on the up and up and that there's longevity to your relationship. But for me, love is love is effort. I love that. Um, it makes me think about something I brought up on the last episode when we talked about uh, briefly about love and what the next uh, conversation around love would be like. One thing that I've struggled with in the past is the unconditional aspect of love and being able to love without condition. So in the past for me, it's been, I love you as long as, um, so married or single, so you guys feel that you are able to love unconditionally? Uh, yes. I really expected that answer from you. I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> okay, just so we clear. All right. For real love to exist, it has to be unconditional. But being that we are um, imperfect beings, there's going to be some times where our um, the conditions of our unconditional love get tested. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, in essence, you know, we want to be that perfect love, but at sometimes we just fall short and we screw up, we do stupid stuff. And there should be um, enough love, patience, kindness for you to understand that, hey, you know, they wanted to be from there for me in that spot, but they just couldn't for whatever reason, whether it be selfish or whether we just because they weren't compatible enough to get it done. So it, there's a lot of ways to look at it. But, yeah, you wanted to be that way. I don't believe in unconditional love. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> there it is. No. no. It's, it's the way he comes in with it, though. Yeah, you know. What do you believe in? No, here's the deal. I, 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 I think we have to be specific, right? Because Rich, let's just take your let's take your situation, right? Yeah. If you yeah. had all that going on with your wife, and then your wife was still an abusive alcoholic that was cheating on you, I'd be like, nigga, you need to leave. Like <laughs> this isn't this, this isn't the best situation for you to be in. She beating on you and you, cheating on you, and you got to take care of. I'd be like, Ugh. I don't know. You may need to you may need to tap out. Like I, I wouldn't be mad at you. So right, I, I here's, mean this. here's where I'm gonna get him, y'all. So you mean to tell me Janet comes home from a 10 city tour? <laughs> wait, George, wait, and, ladies and gentlemen, we're referring to the Janet Jackson. All right. the Janet Jackson. So you mean to tell me she don't get away with smacking you upside the head? <laughs> Nigga, I'm tired. Why close the fridge though? Didn't I tell you to get that done? She don't get away with that. Where's my velvet rope? Where's it? Oh, <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's the thing. See, I, you can go either way because I might like that. So I, you know, it, oh. it may not be. 
may not be. See, Greg, that's oh, why I wanted you to talk no. about love in more detail. You I'm have room for like, this, no. Greg. <laughs> Depends on what mood I'm in. <laughs> like, that energy could work. You even say Eastern. <laughs> that's the energy. You right. have been like, oh, well, love the Eastern way. The West, you say nothing. You just. <laughs> You know, this is great. great. So this is so. But getting back to what I was saying, um, I think that (laughs) the idea of unconditional love is great, and and perhaps that's why we worship God because He's the only one who has mastered loving unconditionally, and we try to reflect that. But Mm. I do think that there is some sometimes in our relationship that we love people that we absolutely have to get away from if we are going to survive. Yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. Mm-hmm. That's all. They just hooking off on you. Then it's like, uh, ain't nothing, yeah. ain't nothing traditional about that. <laughs> right. Like I, that doesn't, I love you. Doesn't mean I, I'm going to sign up to be your punching bag for the rest of my life, emotionally or otherwise. That's a fact. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, since George brought Janet mm. into the equation, there we go. We are going to transition a bit. We're going to have a little fun. Hopefully, this is fun. That's the intention. Um, I have some questions for you guys, and you? I'd like everyone to answer these questions. Um, first question: <clears throat> What do you consider to be? The sexiest song ever made. What do you consider to be? Anytime, any place. Anytime, any place. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I mean, anytime, any. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I guess the next time I'm in Bronx, I'll be like, has Corey been here? <laughs> I'm not mad. Because if Corey Reed has been here, I need to check everything out. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! What does Corey Reed have to do with anything? You like, said anytime he played. That, that was Greg. No, that was that was Greg, bro. That was Greg. Oh, Father Greg. Tom. That was Greg. Oh, oh, oh y'all, y'all need, Father I need to start looking at okay. that green thing. But nah, okay. Sorry, Reed. My bad. <laughs> Still don't trust you with that, though. But that's cool. <laughs> Ladies, sexiest song ever made. I gotta agree with the Janet song. Anytime, any place. <laughs> because uh, it's anything, anything Janet. What? If, no, no, no. I'm um, Dad. Mm-hmm. What is the um? Would Jesus? Mind? I'm brain farting right now. Do you remember what is the name of the song where she had the man stretched out on the cross and he dead on the, <laughs> not the cross on the cross? <laughs> Would you no, not the cross. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she, she had this man <laughs> arm stretched. <laughs> <laughs> what what would um, you mind? Thank you. I, man, I was yes, there it is. There it is. Yep. I'm leaning towards all those songs for a moment. D'Angelo's How Does It Feel popped up in mm-hmm. my head. I have difficulty with this song because for so long after that song was about his grandmother's cooking, and I just can't disassociated now you will not ruin that for me no don't <laughs> you dare. i i will share that i will share that ruination because i can't i can't un, i can't we talk about it now we've been singing about college all this time really 
And we're gonna keep singing about it too. <laughs> we really will. No. Oh, keep about it. Um, next question. If you and your significant other oh, I didn't get the answer to the other one. Oh, I sorry. didn't get a chance to sorry. answer either. Sorry, just... go ahead. Sexiest song ever made. I thought Shirley Caesar had... hold my mule. Yeah. <laughs> <me> alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. you guys jumped on the Janet train. Okay. That was that was y'all his just, answer. Y'all go with Shirley. Shoot. <laughs> hold my mule. My God. Patrick. Hey, you got Frank and Mary Burner in the room at the yeah. <laughs> White Diamond. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm uh, gonna go I... at this moment. I'm I'm a, I, I say amen to every Janet record. Absolutely. At this moment, I'm I'm thinking about Say Yes by Floor Truth. Oh, you know that's that? a good song. Um, I changed a... my mind. Mm-hmm. Say yes by Flower Tree is a good one. Now that I think about it, I changed my mind. Sexiest song ever made, Prince. When which one? Comes, when she comes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm, yep. I'm fine with I that. Just, yep. I feel like I feel okay. like okay. James and George need to create this playlist, and this mm-hmm. needs to be. A, I told him a versus, but. <laughs> I'm not, not going to say nothing. <laughs> All right. So, Ladies and no. gentlemen, the good bishop has entered the building. Welcome, bishop. Here we go. Thanks. Thanks, James. Well, as you enter, what do you consider not- to be the sexiest song ever made? Right now, I'm with Patrick. Like, as of right now, Marvin Gaye by um Kenyon Dixon is like what's working. Mm. That joint is ooh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Bishop, I don't know if you're speaking, but we can't hear you. Uh, uh someone else is speaking when you ask me, so I just mm. remain silent. Mm. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> You got a sexy song? Sexiest song? I have song several. Okay. <laughs> um, I would, right now, I would go with Sensuality by the Osmond Brothers. Oh. Got it. Yeah. So, that's... just to catch you up, we have talked about a lot. We've talked about Christian dating. We've talked about uh, what is love. Uh, we've talked about the sacrifice of it all. We've talked about healing and therapy. And now we are answering questions. So everyone gets to answer these questions. Are you ready? Ah, mm. uh, sure. Can I add one more song? I'm sorry. I sure. just thought about it. Tanks, I don't think you're ready. Oh. Um, I would also like to add an instrumental, uh, Moments in Love by Art of Noise. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> send that to the group chat. I need to hear that. You've oh, never you heard, heard that. You've heard, you heard that. She's probably dead. She, I'm sure she heard it. Know that I heard it. Right, yeah. right. Okay, you heard it. What tank song was that you just said? I don't think you're ready. Send that to the group chat. <laughs> and will. <laughs> oh God. You guys ready? 
Yes. If you were to Netflix and chill with your significant other, mm-hmm. what movie are you watching? That don't matter. I mean, just there you go. Come on, Greg. That's all I'm talking about. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah, man. Whatever's going to ask me, are you still watching? <laughs> into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was, my, my answer would be uh, my answer would be cool runnings for obvious reasons. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 I mean, does it matter? Oh my god! <laughs> it doesn't. The Incredibles could be on. Okay. Can I can I seriously ask? Can I seriously answer the um the song question? Yes. It took me a minute to process this, but I'm gonna say uh Boys to Men's Ooh Ah the remix oh. though. I thought he was about to say. I Boys thought to he was about to say on knee. <laughs> Come on, man. Everybody, everybody calm down. Come on now. We ain't got to, we ain't got to bring that over here. We ain't got to do that. Well, I was gonna say sweet love, but you know, I'm oh, still one trust sweet love. I mean, there's anytime, any place by Janet. So come on, Bishop. Yep, you in the vein. Come on, Bishop. I'm gonna be judged, but it's whatever. I'm gonna say Sierra's promise and I'm gonna move on. Where's the mute button? <laughs> Uh, if you're talking about that Kale's remix, I'm with you. Boy, uh, listen, the thing goes hard. There's nothing I won't do. My, my God. All right, let me. I'm um, I mean, how does it feel by D'Angelo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried. They nah, Chuck, Chuck ruined that for us, um, Jane. Oh, really? Sorry, y'all. She, she said that song is about a, his grandmother's cooking. So we've been singing about pork and beans for the past 20 years. <laughs> okay, what's the next question? Yes, because I don't... Okay, I don't, you guys... I don't wait. even have the space for that. Sure, yes. Um, What is the most over-the-top thing? What is the most over-the-top thing you have ever done for love? Move to Georgia. Oh, mm. Oh, my God. Well, oh. well, I'm going to tap out on that one. Yeah, next question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not going to answer. And as as a, as a, as a, like, just contextual information, I'm very much a city girl. I am from the Bronx. Regular, regular, regular old girl from the Bronx. <laughs> I, all I know is New York. And I moved to Savannah, Georgia. Oh, mm. my God. Where there are no sidewalks except downtown in the historic district. Mm. And people mm. still hang Confederate flags outside their houses proudly because it's their culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Right. Top that. Yeah. No, mm. you got that. You got that. <laughs> Next question. Yikes. Um, anyone can answer this, married or single, but not a must. What is a relationship deal breaker for you? What is a relationship deal breaker? you come on reed <laughs> my spirit told me reed got something for us right here mm-hmm. come on reed <laughs> I, I i don't yes sir just is so in in, in connection because uh, i was it was bubbling to speak something in there was just saying say something say something i'm glad i got the confirmation um my <laughs> deal break see see 
I can't even be serious with y'all. My my deal breaker would be um, if she used Frank's red hot hot sauce. Mm. That is. Mm. Uh, I get it. I get it. Frank's can't do this. Um, is this, yeah, is this just Frank? Throw the whole thing away. Just throw the whole thing away. Throw the whole thing away. Or if she drinks room temperature Hennessy, just throw the whole relationship in the back. <laughs> room temperature Hennessy to the head. Throw the whole relationship. Dad. <laughs> If she if she wears Chinese slippers in normal I situations, chanclas, not the chanclas in every color. Yeah, <laughs> if you, if you think one. a shot of Hennessy is gonna get her to loosen up, but it only makes her recite Wu Tang lyrics, you gotta throw the whole <laughs> relationship. And you gotta throw the whole thing out. Wait, like, what happened, Corey? What happened? She just talked. She sit on the couch talking about clan in the front. Really? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> when she just going to, I came to bring the pain. Yeah, I just, you know, yeah, you just gotta I start can't over. Take it. Oh my god. Oh my I really, god. I really believe that um, Renata is not gonna have us back um, after this. <laughs> That's yeah. not true. They're absolute. Based on today's episode, there absolutely has to be a part two. Okay. Well, let me get this off. Um, mm-hmm. a deal breaker for me is bad breath. Mm. Oof. You got a nasty floor. feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nasty like, smoke, you know, smoking, lack of effort. All right, hold on, smoking cigarettes. Let me correct that. Sorry, thank you, George. I appreciate you <laughs> clarifying that. Um, a deer breaker for me is overly saved. <laughs> Bless God, so sister. Come on here. Balance. Here. Amen. Balance. How you yeah, doing? I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. So that surely Caesar was a wrap for you. Highly. Like. Come on, man. Y'all never learned. I ain't never listened to some whole my mule at 130. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, 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 you can't. I mean, I I feel like, well, no, I'll speak for myself. Since you asked the question, I'm going to give a serious answer. Cheating. Oh. Bye. If you want to be there, be over there. Go, go, be there. Mm. Oh. Don't come back. Don't come back now. My that. deal break, one of my deal breakers is someone who can't apologize. Because mm. we're not gonna be in here, and this, everything's always my fault. We gonna do this? Like all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm wrong for the rest of my life. Well, we not gonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they did that, if you ain't do this, right, right, yeah, we not, I'm not, we not doing that. Also, I hate that. That every action is a reaction. No, no, no. You just, you're just crappy. <laughs> Cut it up. The deal breaker for me is men who are not actively involved in their children's lives. Oh, that's ugly. I can't do it. You got a child and you are not a part of any part of their day, weekend, life, something. You not picking them up once or twice, putting them to bed once or twice. I, I can't do it. Can't do it. 
know what's bad is that um, good fathers are getting credit for things we're supposed to be doing. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you babysit your kids. No, I'm not a babysitter. This is my children. Yeah, I was about to say that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, you keep your kids? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, it is so bad, or at least the, what we put out there in times past or even present now, um, that we're getting credit now. And I'm proud to be here on this this episode with all good fathers. And, you know, that's really cool. The blessing is the blessing. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for being I didn't give my song. Uh, I'm sorry, beloved. Um, what's your song? Dr. Reverend. Um, what's your song? No, in all honesty, I was thinking about this while you are saying it. I got either 2012 by Chris Brown or 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 um uh, what was the other song oh um rocket beyonce um oh, oh yeah i got it. this yeah, Listen, say, 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 say what the song you're saying. Say, say what, say what she said. Say what she said. Make it plain. What, 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 what song say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How not, I feel. Man, I think that, that thing is good to you. Huh? Yeah. That thing is good to you. Listen. <laughs> it's shut up. All right. Listen, I got a 2 a.m. playlist I had to retire because it gave me two kids. You hear me? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Mm, I was gonna say send that playlist over here. Never mind. Mm-mm. Nah, it's nope. it's hundred nope. percent effective. I, I tell you that right. I tell you that much. Nope. 100%. No, it was crazy, Corey. Hundred percent accuracy. Yeah. I tell you yep. that much. What's crazy, Corey, is that it's on my playlist too. So mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yes, sir. Yeah, this is the reason why I haven't played it yet. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because you're gonna want to get sexual while um, we're here. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> While we're here. While we're here. You ready for the next question? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's a sex scene from a show or movie you'd love to recreate? What's oh. a sex scene from a show or movie that you'd love to recreate? Talisa. <laughs> hey. ah, you should have went to Greg, bro. Like that was a great job. Great job. Yeah, that bounce pass to Lisa. Why? <laughs> Come on, set it off to Lisa. Come on. There's a no look right there. Here you go. Pew. I'm thinking. I don't know. Come back. <laughs> I'll go first to make it not awkward for you all. I think that I'm torn between. Tay Diggs and Nia Long in Love Jones the first time. Lorenz Tate. Yeah, sorry, Lorenz Tate and Nia Long yeah. in Love Jones. And Eddie Murphy and Robin Givens in Boomerang. At the when they went to New Orleans. That was when they were split. I think that was the one I was thinking of too. The one. They were playing the song "Just Like Heaven." Yes, yes, that that's also mine too. Yeah, they went crazy now. Not the one where she left the money on a um, nightstand. <laughs> no. Nah, that no. was the one, nah. That was <laughs> that was when they he faked he faked like he couldn't get into his room and it worked. Oh. That was when it was New Orleans. 
Oh, oops, oops, did I reveal a secret? Oops, sorry, y'all. Eddie could get into his room if he wanted to. Please. Oops. Spoiler alert. Oops. Eddie's from Wakanda too, y'all. Shut up, nigga. Oh, Eddie, the third black fan. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to go with the garden scene in Jacob's lyric. Boy. Oh, I forgot about that. That's some good stuff. That's what Alan Payne and Jada, they both had the same curl in the front of their forehead. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the who's who. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They both had that. Mm-hmm. They both had that curl mm-hmm. coming down. The right mm-hmm. side of their foreheads, boy. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> we're working on Andy Patrick. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. both had the same haircut. They both had. They both had it. They both had that same curl. Just a little baby. You know who was who? A baby. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. Um, I'm kind of torn between two, as well. One would um be. From She Hate Me, the Spike Lee joint with Anthony Mackie and Kerry Washington. Mm-hmm. That was um my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was one and another Spike Lee joint, She Gotta Have It, but the the series on Netflix. Jesus. Oh, yes. yes. No, nah, they was wild I mean, in that you one. Can, you can literally choose anyone, but that <laughs> The cl- but I, I don't purse. know how many of y'all I wait there might be a third one. I don't know how many of y'all are fans of rap shit from Issa Rae's joint. Oh, I but, haven't watched it. I need uh, to watch. It's so good. Each shower? Well, I'm, no, I'm talking about when um what's her name? The girl Chameleon. She's her I, I forgot her character's name. Not Sh- Sean is the light skinned one. So I know Mia. you're talking about the short one, yeah. Yes, Mia. She and her was it the baby daddy? Mm-hmm. They was getting it in crazy. I was like, "Yep, yep, that's that's it right there." <laughs> Say less. <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> we can make that happen. That's okay. That's okay. I'm all right with that. <laughs> For an honorable mention, let me throw in um, opening yeah. scene of Jungle Fever. Hey, oh. man. A throwback. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. This is making me realize how many scenes I should have seen at that. Yeah, Yeah, way too young. (laughs) Whatever happened that caused Neil Lona to have that conversation in Love Jones? Listen, that in in the in the in the cab, yes. That one. Yeah. Depending on how you feel. That's the scene. That is the scene. Monsters Ball. Okay. Nah, oh, bro. Nah. Nah, man. You alone. That's, see, see, James, see why I asked nah. you to go to Greg first? No, okay. nah, man. I, feel, like, <laughs> I told you. I told you to go to Greg nah, first. We're going to get it. Now nah, we got it. Now it's here. We here. Okay. Nah, nah man. That nah yeah. is funny. Nah. <laughs> Set back race relations 25 years with that thing. Man. That whole thing was that whole thing had dirt on it. She she feel like slavery. I was kidding, but Love Jones is mine. Duck Duck was filthy. 
Oh man, get this Oscar. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> that boy wrote. Sometimes I cry right terrible. after that. Hmm. Could I throw in two scenes? Absolutely. One is from a movie, the the basement scene in Purple Rain. Oh yeah. Good old Apollonio. Yeah. God bless that. And, yeah, and there was a a, a a few scenes in Scandal. That's TV, but listen, there was scandal. a couple of Great. a couple of couple of Olivia, <laughs> Olivia and Fitz, Olivia and Jake. They used to. I'm saying they used to. But <laughs> like, TV, oh, right. they did oh, very well. Okay. <laughs> they did very well for TV. Yeah, with they them did. scenes. They did. Yeah. Oh uh, well, everybody took all the good ones. So the all I got left is like the Tory from um, Power in that car. Uh, okay. In the okay. Car. Was that when sure. she was with um, Kane and Son? Yeah, it wasn't his son, but it was a uh, it was a uh, Fifty Son. That was Fifty Son. Yeah, that's Kanan. It's Kanan. Kanan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. That's great. Great work. Mm-hmm. You know how all these love scenes are black? Yes. Because who wants to you look know. at pink penises? Come on. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. <laughs> Greg, Greg won't throw him off his ball. Not I. I mean, James, not that's I. a joke, man. Um, <laughs> You want to see two saltine crackers rub together? That's mm, no, mm, mm. not at all. No, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> nope. Although <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Hey, podcasters! It was a joke, y'all. They'll be all right. Um, I I I would love to believe that my listeners and followers and people that know me know I don't care that they are offended. Like, I care about you, but I don't care mm. that you are that they're offended. offended. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that for you. I do not care. It's the Sagittarius in me. I'm so sorry. You'll be all right. Um, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. And Pretty Woman. That oh, is yeah. the exception. That okay. was a really good scene when she took off that wig and the red hair was just like, or you talk about the piano. Mm-hmm both i think yes. the piano scene was amazing yes i'm just saying i feel like an on i feel like a white honorable mention can also go to um angie angelina jolie and brad pitt and mr and mrs smith it was a bit aggressive yeah <laughs> they were trying to kill but each I, other but it was, it, there was still a sexy the energy was yeah it was <laughs> yeah. can i just throw in one more honorable mention Sure. Like, where will we be without Jamie Foxx and Vivica Fox, Vivica A. Fox in a booty call with the Saran Rat? Where would we be <laughs> without right. that? You recreate? You want to recreate that? That excellent. Oh, oh, oh! I, I thought we just spitballed. My fault. Never mind. Y'all go ahead. I've said too much. I've said too much. Want to do that? you want to recreate? I've already said too much. <laughs> If, if we're doing white honorable mentions, there's a lesser-known movie called Payback, and there was a kitchen scene between Joan Severance and C. Thomas Howell that I actually did um, reenact. So, um, All right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Quiet on set. Get what you need. All right. Yeah. 
All right. Nice. I'll probably have... could have sent that to y'all individually because that can't just be in the chat. So we have married participants, single participants, but I believe you all would agree that the dating never ends. So what would be your Sorry. perfect date? What is your idea of the perfect date? The perfect date would be May 25th because it's not too hot, not too cold. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> she is on some oatmeal cookies tonight. <laughs> does, does anybody understand that reference? Please tell me. Tell me somebody understands that reference. Clearly, George does. That was good. That was good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so hoping you would ask that question. You don't understand. I was waiting for the moment to use that. Yeah, that won't talk the worst. Oh, man. You know, it's really hard to, yeah, it's hard to define. I think it that depends on the people who are on the date. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, if you are taking your significant other on a date, what is the perfect date? Knowing who they are as a person. So some people need a grand extravagant. Some people like simple Netflix and chill. So yeah, let I'm, me well, go ahead, Travis. Um, who you who do you call me? Said Patrick. I was just okay. Slurred. I'm sorry. I just I'm under the weather. I love you, brother. <laughs> I love you too, James. I just didn't know if you were talking to me. I don't. I don't I want didn't... anything to separate us. <laughs> Nothing. Come on, man. We've been through too much. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Height, um, no doubt. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think this is, and my my brothers can disagree with me. I think for men, dating is not about what we do; it's who we're with, right? Oh. If 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 I want to be with you, we could do anything you want to do, That's... and I'm happy because I want to be with you. It's not about for us creating like like we need something um i think that's more for more for you all than it is for us so a perfect date is anywhere with someone who i really want to spend time with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anywhere you want to be as long as i'm with you absolutely absolutely so if this puts a smile on your face i'm fine with it and peace has to be the atmosphere of the date. Yeah. Like, it can't be itemized. We're doing these things, but we're fussing while we're doing them. Mm. Then it's not good. It's not about the items themselves. You know, that the energy between one another. Um, if it's peaceful, we're, we're doing more laughing and dreaming and talking than complaining or blaming. Um, you know, you could have five or six different events in the date. But if there's no con- good conversation going on, if the, you know there's no no good gestures happening between, if we're not play fighting a little bit, you know things of that nature. It's it's the atmosphere, and um, I, I, both parties have a have a say in creating that too. 
like play fighting. Play fighting. Yeah, that's what you said. Come on. Tell us. Yeah. yeah, I like play fighting. Yeah, see what's going on. Here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, it was just I like play fighting. Period. But um, my perfect um date will be just a nice little picnic with you know some cheese and crackers and a little wine. Like charcuterie boards. That's what you like. Yeah, I like I like being. She's you trying know, to be the charcuterie boards. <laughs> <laughs> you want some grapes? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I just, you know, having a nice little picnic is great for me. Nothing, not too expensive. Um, you know, yeah. A nice picnic. I remember, I remember doing something for a significant other that I, I, I think I won that year because <laughs> he called his mom. He called his mom to tell to tell what I did. <laughs> So I um and I, it, for, for me, it um I I would think it was perfect because it catered to the things that he liked in particular. Um, like I I sent him a list of food items. I sent him a menu. Pick what you want, and but I sent it randomly so he wouldn't know when it was coming, what it was for. I ended up choosing the items that he wanted. Cooked those things. Had desserts set up, so we were good then. Um, I made sure that we had access to a rooftop, a, like a private pot on a rooftop, got some, um, got a projector, a screen, had a popcorn maker. We had a movie night on a roof with, with movie snacks. And I mean, it was great. It was a whole, it was a whole vibe. Mm. And that sounds so dope. I won I won that year. Because he had the foods he wanted. He had salmon, he had lamb chops, sweet potato casserole, garlic mashed. Oh my god. Asparagus. I know I know he likes he likes a a Jameson and ginger ale. So I I went and ordered, made it fancy, went and ordered the little ice, the little spherical ice mold off of Amazon. Oh my god. Yes, Mm. yes, yes. Had all the things he liked. There, including myself. <laughs> Your girl won that year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Your girl won that year. So, so it it was a, it was a. I, I would say the that would be the ideal and perfect date because I know it catered to everything he wanted and his joy seeing how much he appreciated it and enjoyed enjoyed it made me happy. My yeah. hard work wasn't in vain. Yeah. On May twenty fifth. <laughs> what? Said on May twenty fifth. On May twenty fifth. On May twenty fifth. It's not too hot or not too cold. <laughs> Perfect date. Oh gosh. Any other perfect date? Uh, the one that comes to mind was I had a friend that worked down at, well, she still does, works down at the Dallas Museum, and they had a Cartier night. And I was like, ooh. So it was like decked out, fancy, just somewhere to get dressed and go. But they also had the Cartier exhibit. So they had all the jewelry and all the stuff there. And I didn't tell Tiff about it. I was like, hey, just find something real nice to wear. When I get off work, I'm coming to get you. And we're going to check this thing out. And I never told her where we was going. 
that get dressed up real nice is already that's already the thing. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I made sure I wore my 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 infamous black suit. And, not um, the infamous, <laughs> not the infamous black suit. Because it's, it's like, hey, shut up. That sounds real arrogant of me, but nah, man, Everybody know, everybody know they got that one outfit. Yeah. That that's the all right. Well, that's it. That, that's, right. <laughs> that, that's the one. And so we pull up and she's like, where are we? And I was like, yo, just just be cool. We gonna, we gonna get there. So we get up, you know, they got the food all laid out and stuff like that. And she's like, all right, so where are we going? I was like, oh, we're at the museum. She's like, wait, are we the only ones dressed up? I said, no, because <laughs> you know, can't see nothing. So um, I was like, nah, are you, are you dressed up? And she was like, come on, Rick. Nah, because you know how she is. She don't care about that. Like, she'll make a blind joke before anybody else will. <laughs> oh, anything like that because, you know, she can't see. Mm, what is mm, wrong with mm, you? Mm, 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 <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Can't be though. Like, wait, wait, wait. George, tell her. Listen, she she would definitely co-sign it. She, she would, L- I could listen. imagine Tiffany literally saying, well, I can't. Like, literally. <laughs> she listen. would say that right there. <laughs> That's yeah. a fact. Tiffany, yeah. Tiffany, Tiffany. Yep. I'm gonna say this. I don't care about offending people, but today I'm not trying to offend you. So please send confirmation through Rich that we are good. No, no, you got two right here. Trust us on this. You can (laughs) see that joke coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. Did you see that? She said, "Was fine to me." But not, like I, I had, I had a good time, like just explaining, like all of the jewelry that we saw from that exhibit, and reading like the back history to you know to some of the stuff that we saw, and she was just like always wanting to get out and just get dressed and go somewhere. So when the opportunity came, I jumped on it. So plus, plus the museum itself is like a dope museum. So. It gave you yeah. kind of like that black excellence, like okay, we up in here, we we real sharp with it, you know. That is in all seriousness, Richard, you and Tiffany, your love is admirable. Yes, it's um, really yeah, it is. yeah. Appreciate that, bro. You know how hard it I had to work to make sure you did. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I look, look, but I, if I ever write a book, I'd be like, you know, my boy George really, really did. <laughs> hey, dog, stop tripping. Nah, Tiff, it's okay. Oh, man. Praise I heard it like me the whole time, right? Just acting all difficult for no daggone reason. Nah, if, if, like, if y'all would know, like, she really liked this nigga, but she was like, Y'all gotta understand, Tiff is a cool, she's a really cool, like almost too cool for school. To like, she the one to let on. I'm like, come on, man. You know you like him. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> she was like, I don't know. He be acting all like he tried to get with you. What you mean? You don't understand. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, their 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 love story is, is something else, but I'm just. I'm honored to have played some small part in it, but man, they used to drive me crazy. Going back. <laughs> oh shoot! Like, back in rich man. My bad, man. 
Tiffany. Yeah, I might have gave I might have gave Rich more inside tips than I gave Tiffany. So what? I mean, I, I mean, I'll oh admit. Oh my god, he's my boy. That's what. <laughs> well, it worked out in their benefit, didn't it? Yes, yes. it did. Absolutely. Thank God for friends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Any other perfect dates? We're also supporting the people. The people need date ideas because it seems like getting from hello to a date is a struggle out here. Mm. I heard the dating pool got like a lot of pee in it for y'all this time. So, well, my friend said it's no longer a pool; it's a toilet. So, mm-hmm. oh. I I suggest for your first date, do something where you guys can um talk. So okay. no movie, no movies on the first date. Oh, no. So um, like there's stuff around now that wasn't around when I was dating, like the little axe throwing thing, and that bowling. might not be so safe or smart <laughs> for the first date. You gonna kill somebody <laughs> on the first date? <laughs> you don't know. Man. This they goes back. This like, goes back. This goes back to the question that was asked earlier about you know repressed and unhealed trauma and coming healed. <laughs> that does not. That does not feel safe. <laughs> all right, so not. all right, so Mm-mm. so no axe throwing on the first day. Go, 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 go. go play laser tag where you could show right, them get right. that and and you know, yeah, <laughs> get a so, gold card because you don't you yeah, might not yes. know but how they um how their asthma emphysema situation might be. So <laughs> how about how about, just, how about just go karts because you never know people be smoking and they be that nothing right. kills the first date like somebody coming up choking and. Pull out the you gotta have dates around the corner from the police station if you don't do all that. <laughs> I was uh I was talking to one of my homegirls and we were having this conversation about first dates and she I asked her you know from a scale of Netflix and chill to wow was uh, first date what was your wildest first date and she said the gentleman on the first date. Took her to YSL and had an outfit custom made for her to go to a party in the Hamptons. So, uh, step the game up, broke niggas. Nah, that's first of all, no. First of all, that's a red flag. Oh my God. That is a red flag. That's a red flag. That that love bombing. Oh my, nah, that's a red flag. That's that's frightening. That's frightening. I don't know that I'm going to make it home. I don't know that I'm going to make it home after that. I went on a I went on a date with a guy. He took me to iFly, and the drink cost like no lie. He wanted to get the extra the extra flights. Everything came out to like three four hundred dollars, and I was like, "What are you expecting after this?" Because I didn't ask for this. What what is the expectation? Because before we go before we go any further, I'm letting you know I'm, I'm putting out. <laughs> So if you're spending this money, please know that you're spending this money of your at your own volition. Oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Chuck was you like, they go, she was like two blocks down, they throwing axes. We could do that if you want to. Facts. Facts. <laughs> what I'm not about to do is, is get this daggone chopper. No, that's not no, no, no. It's the indoor skydiving joint. Yeah. And nope. It's pretty dope. It is actually a lot of fun, but it was just it was just spent spending four hundred dollars on a first date. That's a lot. That's, 
that's that the, i felt like you like, worth it Chuck. i am no 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 don't get me wrong it. i am absolutely worth it but nigga what are you expecting what are you getting at because <laughs> i didn't ask for this i said we could we could we could go to boom boom chicken and and t- and, and fort lee and get some some soy garlic wings <laughs> and call it a day i don't know you like that <laughs> i don't know you like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said nigga with a hard Jita. <laughs> so like listeners me. of the podcast, please, conversations over chicken acceptable. It's very nice. Yes. That's going with the soy garlic wings from Boom Boom Chicken in Fort Lee. Them drinks is popping. <laughs> oh they my are. gosh. Some sticking with he's gonna be bad either. Okay. Nah, I, I definitely I, I need y'all to know I definitely blocked him after that date because I was I was just uncertain. I was very scared. That's 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 fair enough. And he was a medical professional, he could have tried to harvest my organs or something. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Right. Well, I'm glad you got I'm glad you got out of that situation. Mm-hmm. That, you that and I both. Yeah. You don't want to take no chances. Nope. <laughs> you never know. No. But he might he might have wanted to spleen that night. And you got away. <laughs> God blocked it. He wouldn't let it be. Oh, I found God. a perfect girl. She has everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. This oh, is too man. this is too good and needs to happen again. So you all, I welcome you to return after our What is Love um, podcast. If you haven't already, please, please go and listen to Healthy Relationships Begin with Healing because healing is important, especially in relationship. We also talk about conflict and how that supports relationship growth. It's a very great episode. Nelia Escobar is a therapist on that episode. And I am so happy that we were able to follow it up with so much joy. So Talisa, Chuck, George, Patrick, Rich, Greg, Bishop White, and Corey Reed, thank you for joining us today. Do you have any tips for those who are either single or married up to you? you choose on how to move forward in a healthy, loving relationship? Mm. Give each other grace. Mm. And yourself. Give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the most important thing I could probably say tonight is don't eat crackers in bed. <laughs> it's very important. I, I love y'all for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Any? Yeah, anyone? I was gonna say something serious, and then he just took the air right out of him. <laughs> Bring us back, bro. Bring us back. <laughs> uh, got nothing left. I don't believe that. Drop some gems, Bishop. Yeah, Bishop, don't you have like 20 years in the game? Like, 
Mm. <laughs> Celebrated 20 years. And, what has um, worked for you? <laughs> I like to know. Um, Somebody say Steve. <laughs> yes, regular Yanni steams and cheesecake. Yeah, do oh that. My God. Oh my no. Those are dangerous. Yanni um, steams? Yes. Yeah. I'm Look it up. It'll bless I don't you. want I know I know what it is, but I don't <laughs> want anything steamy next to such a sensitive area like they are well, dangerous you can end up with second and third degree burns that's, that's what i'm saying dangerous no. oh. so it all, all depends on how you use it and who's working it and if you gotta take anything from to make my god what, huh? This ship is big on hygiene. You need to floss. You need fresh breath. You need steam, Diani. Okay. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're not. We only have one body. That's it. That's and um, we're 20 years in, and we do not look the same as we did in 2002. We don't move the same. You know, I sound like Rice Krispies when I stand up. Um, <laughs> Wait, was that a gunshot? No, that was my left knee. Oh my god! Ah. Um, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> things be different. You know what I mean? And so, um, our commitment to one another is past our anatomy. We're growing. We're not the same people. And what we said is basically what we said in our vows is what we have to live out. You're literally your your wedding ceremony is the biggest faith move you'll ever make in your life. Mm. Because everything that you say in those vows, you don't know what's about to happen. Wow. Sure don't. You you have no idea. In the moment, it sounds great, and you're committed to to do all of those things: sickness and the health, rich or poor, because you hadn't seen it yet. Mm. But you're saying something in faith and saying, no matter what I become, and no matter what you become. I'm committed to it. I'm committed to you. No matter what happens to me, no matter what happens to you, as we evolve, we're going to do it together. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Greg, tips? I would say I'll, I'll, I'm going to come a different way. So if there's anyone who's listening and you're fresh out of a relationship, I would say to allow yourself to heal um, and would be, and be careful not to numb yourself and to end up in a cycle to where you are constantly um, protecting yourself from allowing yourself to be loved again. Valid. And my hope for unmarried people is that they don't look at marriage as the definition of fullness of purpose. Yeah. That you are defined by your creator, not by a union. There are, I'm, I'm dealing with counseling some people right now whose children have graduated and the wife has no idea who she is now. Mm-hmm. Because she spent all of 
the last 25 years of her life about the kids and estranged from the person who she married to create the children. And she doesn't know who she is now. Your identity doesn't come in the relationship. Yep. Your identity comes from who created you. So find out who you are and it's a blessing. You're not, you're not, you're not missing. You're not missing anything. You can be whole without a husband. You can be whole without a wife. You can grow. If that's, if that's God's purpose for your life, it will happen and, and find out what you need to do to be in position for it. But until then, live well. Treat yourself well. You know, invest in your own soul. Find out the you that's been there that you didn't know. You're a beautiful person and you're and you're not missing and not incomplete. Invest in your soul. Ooh. That is good. <laughs> Patrick or Chuck, sorry, Chuck. Um I think I want to piggyback on what what was said earlier and not um if you are coming out of a relationship don't um don't give up on the prospect of love like that it can happen again um or that it you know exists be, be allow yourself to be willing to heal from and grieve what you have lost and then um should you decide that's what you want to do you know Put yourself out there. It's it's the only way you're not gonna find a a, a significant other stuck in the house. They're not coming to your door. I mean they might, but it's highly unlikely. So you know, just heal first and then, you know, get back out there. It's not the end. Gotta go outside. <laughs> Patrick. Um yeah, I would agree with uh Chuck. Um, Maya says that if we don't have courage, we can't love. Um, and so you have to have the courage, um, to attempt to be open to love, uh, to get fear out of the way, to understand the past is the past and you're here now and you should give yourself an opportunity to be happy. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with what they said. Read. I was trying. I was going to come up and joke because everybody, everybody gave such an eloquent answer, minus George. Um, but I'm going to try to give some somewhat simple advice. And um, James. The songwriter once said, um, I'm, this, is for the, this is for the listeners, not specifically to you, but I'm just saying your name because you can help point out this reference. The great philosopher once said, um, don't pull your thing out unless you're ready to bang on. So um, there it is. That's what he said. Oh, my God. Okay. That's what he said. Yeah, what? That's what he said. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. That's good. That's it good. is, though. My God. It's rich. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's personal. Just leave it right there, Corey. Don't, don't, don't even add anything to it. Let's see. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah, that's that's the end of the show right there. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, really and truly. Now I know I named that um this group of amazing people you are experiencing in, in this moment are members of the Hello People. Hello, beautiful people podcast, but there are multiple podcasts among us. Uh, Patrick, would you love to tell the people where they can watch and or listen to your podcast? Um, yeah, the name of the podcast is the Love Again podcast. It it airs usually um, live every Saturday at 5 p.m. Central. Uh, you could go to the Facebook page and like the page to get all of the um, past episodes with great people who some of them are on this this call right now. Um, some great interviews. Or you can uh, like the YouTube page and you can find all of the um, episodes archived right there. And perhaps we'll get Renata on it one day if uh, the Lord say the same. Perhaps. Amen. We'll see what the Lord says. Absolutely. I love that. Um, So make sure you guys listen. That is Patrick Schaefer. Read. Where can the people listen to your podcast? You beautiful, lovely individuals can listen to me on the Whatever Face podcast on every platform that you listen to. Two favorite podcasts. I don't know why the Bill Cosby came out, but I can't stop. And now we're here. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> whatever face podcast, wherever you listen, um, follow me on socials, Hollywood1026. Yeah, that's all I got for you, beautiful people. Rada, thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry. I, I'll act better next time. I hope this doesn't um, deter anybody else from inviting me to their pods. Um, <laughs> if my y'all. followers know anything, they know that authenticity is key. So we appreciate you bringing your authentic self to the podcast today. Listen, I mean, we could do a, a cross episode and I'll talk to you offline. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Got you. Talisa, you want to tell the people where to find your podcast? Yes. Um, outside the Box podcast. Um, we are on all podcast platforms. Oh, that was tough. Um, <laughs> um, we haven't, we're revamping everything. So, we have new episodes coming soon. Outside the Box podcast um, on IG and podcast platforms. Awesome. Greg, sharing where the people can find you. I am not a podcast as of now, but um, Greg Johnson underscore on all social platforms. Awesome. Bishop. Want to tell the people where they can find you? I'll be in prayer. <laughs> I love that for us. Please hold us all up in prayer. Mm-hmm. Because judging by this podcast, um, <laughs> no. Um, as as a weekly contributor to the Hello Beautiful People podcast, I'm also on the Remix podcast with my brothers Patrick and George, along with Gerard Bonner and Kim Mosley. Um, social media, you can find me J Harris White on Twitter, J Harris White on Instagram. I'm James H White 
on Facebook. And uh, yeah, you can find me there. Love that. Chuck, where can the people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Owl Charlie um, or at Greedy Kids to get some oatmeal cream pies. Um, also, my I, I don't talk about this much just because it needs it, it is in the process of being revamped. But you can catch Oh Mother podcast with my co-host Myla Tilly um, on all platforms. Uh, we talk about the joys, the pains, and life being mothers and navigating life as such so um yeah that's pretty much it awesome and i need some cream oatmeal i got you oatmeal cream pies yes oatmeal cream pies yes we i'll i'll text you about that girl (laughs) (laughs) i got you awesome rich i'll just be on everybody else's podcast but i ain't got nothing and we love that Thank you for loving it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Atticus underscore seven. Um, just Richard Martin on um, Facebook. And I don't use my Twitter, so I'm not going to refer anybody there. So, I mean, Twitter's about to die soon anyway, so, you know, that's okay. That's what I'm hearing. It belongs to Elon now. Yeah, go, go, on, and, go on and request your archives, guys. You can have them and see what you tweeted 12 years ago. And I'm named that we have all been brought together by this wonderful individual, Mr. V. George Smith. Anything you would like to share with the people about where to find you and what you do? Hey, y'all. At V. George Smith everywhere. Um, Yeah. Oh, subscribe to my YouTube page. I have something coming up very soon. And you all awesome. know about it even sooner. But um, Abby George Smith everywhere. Thank you, um, Renata, for inviting all of us here to your space. I truly enjoyed myself. Same. It's been a pleasure to have you all. Thank you for coming. I'll be inviting you back. Everyone, if you haven't already, please uh, like, share, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, YouTube is uh, Renata Del Carmen, on Instagram it's Rain with Renata, Reimagine with Renata, and while Twitter is alive, Rain with Renata is there as well. Also on TikTok, I have a growing TikTok community, not quite sure what I want to do there yet. TikTok is a very interesting space. Um, but I'm learning to navigate it and I'm there. Be TikToking. Well. You be TikToking. It be making sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And I appreciate all of you for sharing all of your insight, your personal experiences. I love you all like cook food for real. And I don't know what it's going to take, but Jody and Dentley needs to be here next time. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Greg. <laughs> yeah, Do you have any? Yeah, yeah man. Any words for what, what should we say for Jody as opposed to Jody, you need to be here. You need to be next here. time for real. And make sure your batteries are changing your smoke detector. Oh, Ooh. shoot. Ooh. And on that <laughs> note, ladies and gentlemen. God bless and good night.